cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. You make me a mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello, and welcome to Gotham City Limits, your premier podcast for all things Batman. He is Vengeance, he is the Knight, I'm Em, and that's Autumn. Hi! We're here, talking about the Batman. The Batman. Well, no, we're not talking about the Batman until that comes out, but, you know. I, until I find a high-quality rip of the... I'm not going to a theater to see no. the Batman. One, it's no. three hours long. Two, it's COVID, and I'm not going to see anything. God. There's a um, a theater in Chicago is playing um, uh, Mask of the Phantasm in April, so mm. we will see if I feel good about going to a theater by then. <laughs> I have seen, I've seen Mask of the Phantasm in a theater twice, because I saw it when it came out, and then... Maybe like six years ago, something like no, probably less than that. But like pre-COVID, obviously, um, mm-hmm. that's a good movie to see in a theater. You know, if you're if you're if you're all boosted and you have a and the thing is, it's going to be packed. That's the fucking thing, right? That's the, that's what I'm worried about. It's going to be on April first because um, the Joker, um, and I'm right. just like the Joker. I, oh, because April Fool. God, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, it's stupid. Um. And I'm, yeah, I'm boosting everything. I just, I don't know. But also, it's in 35mm, and, like... Yeah. I might have other chances to see Mask of the Phantasm, but it's going to be on a, you know, somebody's going to be projecting a Blu-ray, you know? Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) So, we'll see. I'll probably make the decision in, like, March at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, maybe by March, they'll have all sold out, and I'll be like, well, I didn't want to go to a sold-out theater, so... Fair enough. (laughs) Um, uh, you hang out with Batman at all this week? Fuck no. I watched this episode and that was it. I was about the same. I did watch it. Um, I watched like three like classic Hollywood movies that I just was like, oh yeah, that's like this movie or this show is just ripping off a bunch of classic Hollywood shit. <laughs> it's really, it's really watching this like having seen a lot more like you know like classic noir like 30s through the 50s kind of noir it is remarkable how much they just put that in a cartoon like yeah to the point where i'm like i liked the show as a kid but i'm not i'm not like when i watch it now with the context i'm like i'm not sure why because like these are just like meandering sad movies about or shows about crime like you know 20 minutes of crime happening (laughs) well yeah because i i watched um I watched No Way Out, which is like a 1950 movie starring Sidney Poitier mm-hmm. um, that feels like the plot of an episode of this show. I watched Cape Fear, which really feels like the plot of an episode of the show. I don't think um, I've seen the original Cape Fear. I've only seen the remake. I have not seen the remake. or I I might have seen the remake on cable one time, but I certainly don't remember it very well. It's really good. Um, um, yeah, you know, I want to check it out. Yeah, he really doesn't. Um the the original is such a like weird movie because it's like it's like 1962 
And so it has got Gregory Peck in it. So some ways it feels like, you know, a classic Hollywood movie, you know, very like formula, um, um, very just like rote thing. And in some ways it's 1962. And so you can put Robert Mitchum threatening to rape a child in there. Um, and that just flies now for some reason. Um, it's a weird movie. I feel like <laughs> um, it feels yeah, out of a, time in the way that the show feels. Than, that's such a different vibe than De Niro threatening to do the same thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because like Gregory Peck is like playing the character he always plays and Robert Mitchum is playing the same character he plays in Night of the Hunter. Um, but like it's, it just feels like, oh, it's 1962. The rules are more lax. Let's just like elevate the elevate the stakes considerably, um, or, or make everything more explicit, you know, and, and kind mm-hmm. of gratuitous. And it just feels weird. And yeah, I did. I was watching it, and then I watched this episode of the animated series, and I'm like, man, Batman could show up in you know 1962 Cape Fear, and it would just feel like perfectly in line, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I mean, this is this is the most a Batman episodes about a creepy rapist that, but they can't talk about it, right? Like, ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and then I had that thought, and then this episode specifically just further solidified that thought. Yes. You know, of like, oh, this is this is just like what noir movies were. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess we should talk about Matt as a Hatter. Yeah, so our episode this week is Mad as a Hatter. Uh, this is the 27th episode of Batman Animated Series. aired October 12th, 1992. Written by Paul Dini. Directed by Frank Parr. Animation by Acom Production Co. Um, would you like to briefly summarize what happens in this episode? Um, yeah, give me two seconds. Um, Nora asked, where am I parked? And I said, oh shit, I took the car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, focus. Okay. So, Matt is a Hatter. We are introduced to, um, what's his name? Something Tetch. Jervis Tetch. Jervis Tetch. Jarvis? Let me look at the thing. No, uh, it's Jervis. It's definitely Jervis. Jervis. Yes, Jervis. <laughs> we are introduced to Jervis Te- Tetch, who is working at Wayne Tech. Um, and he's a big uh, Alice in Wonderland fan to the point that he has hired a secretary who looks exactly like Alice from the movie and is named Alice. Um and he is working on this little headband that he can put on. And then if he puts, like, little receivers um, on these mice, he can control the mice's brains. Yes. Um, uh, Bruce Wayne stops by to see, and um, Jervis is like, no, don't don't look, because I don't want everybody knowing that I'm working on uh, creepy mind control tech. Mm. Um. He is infatuated with his receptionist Alice, and um, but he's like, "Oh, she's got a she's got a man, so I shouldn't pursue her." But she gets in a fight with her man, and so he takes her on a date, and he's really creepy, and like Alice is like a little charmed by him, and a little bit like, "I have to be on this date because he's my boss," um, and on the date, like Jervis is like wearing the mind control hat and he's putting these little like mad hatter cards on everybody 
uh, to mind control them. He like, you know, some people try to mug him and he mind controls them to go jump off a bridge and he mind controls everybody in the restaurant and he takes her to this Alice in Wonderland themed like amusement park. It's a whole thing. <laughs> um, Batman intercedes with the men trying to jump off a bridge and um, is immediately like, hey, this is weird. <laughs> um, and like, find some piece of evidence that's like, rem- is like, oh, this is exactly like Alice in Wonderland. I met a guy earlier today who's really into Alice in Wonderland. I bet it's that asshole. <laughs> and he's right. <laughs> um, yes. And um, goes to stop Tetch. Uh, meanwhile, Alice gets back with her boyfriend and gets engaged. So Tetch loses it and he mind controls the boyfriend to break up with her. He mind controls his boss to like be his henchman. He mind controls Alice to be like... Uh, in love with him, he mind controls everybody. Batman shows up, kicks his ass in a uh, variety of Alice in Wonderland themed stunts that are pretty funny and cute, um, and saves the day. And Alice, you know, runs off with her fiance Billy, who just seems like a nice man. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. Didn't really do the five sentences gimmick. Kind of lost the thread there, but um, you're yeah. fine. Yeah. Um. So Bruce Wayne seemingly only rule like controls Wayne Enterprise because everyone under him is like the world's biggest asshole. Yes. <laughs> Marsha Cates, the, the like like Jervis's boss, is just like a hard ass. Like for no particular mm-hmm. reason. Seemingly mm-hmm. she's just the worst woman in the world. And Bruce Wayne is just oblivious. <laughs> But we know that he's, like, aware of this. He's Batman. He perceives things, which means he's just okay with his, like, middle managers being the worst bosses in the world. Yes. Yes. Um, I feel like the story of this show is Bruce Wayne is actually a crazy person. (laughs) But not in the Joker, like, everyone's like this, Batman. Aren't we all a little mad? Just, like, he is just, like, makes crazy decisions because he's totally out of touch with reality because he's fucking Bruce Wayne. Well, and he he shows up and he's very, like, mild-mannered Bruce Wayne. He's like, hi, I just want to see your work. Um, but, like, he's just... <laughs> he's so weird. And also, I just love that Batman just, like... Or Bruce Wayne goes places and then just takes little mental notes of, oh, this guy in my employee just seems like kind of a weirdo. I'm going to put him in my little Rolodex of potential uh, masked-themed criminals, you know? (laughs) Billionaire Bruce Wayne hanging out with Alice as she tells him about her engagement. And he's like, oh, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Unmoored from reality, that scene to me. It's so so funny. so here's the thing. Um, the Mad Hatter is voiced by Rodney McDowell, famous actor. I know him mostly from the original Planet of the Apes of movies, uh, where mm-hmm. he plays Cornelius and then Caesar, and he's great. Fantastic. He's in Fright Just Night. doing that voice. Yes. That's just his <laughs> voice. That's just what he sounds like. Like, yeah. he's just Rodney McDowell. Um, if you haven't seen Fright Night, also an incredible movie. People should watch Fright Night. It's really good. Um, have you seen Fright Night? Probably not. I, assume. I have not. Do you know what it is? I am vaguely familiar. Didn't they do a remake of that? They did do a remake. The remake is not very good. I have not seen the remake, but I remember when it came out and thinking, oh, maybe I should watch the original. Never got around to it. It's good. You should watch it. Um, anyway, um, and so, you know, he's already at this point. He was in, the, he was like a character on the 60s TV show, which I don't remember because I've seen it, but as a child, uh, but it's noted huh. in the notes here. Uh, he played someone called Bookworm because they just made up weird villains to be in that show. Um, but, uh, 
So he's like older and the way that Tetch is like designed in like his mm-hmm. lab coat or whatever, he seems like a guy who's like in his forties, fifties, something like that. Um, Alice is seemingly like be- mm-hmm. partially because it's the Alice in Wonderland thing. Um, partially because of the way she's drawn because, uh, the, Tim and Deanie have never met a woman they couldn't draw as being nebulously 16. Um, <laughs> uh, Partially because she's voiced by Kimmy Robertson, who famously, yes. uh, <laughs> who famously has like a little girl voice. Like that's what she like. Even she's most she's on Lucy on Twin Peaks. Um, I was I was watching this episode, meaning like, where do I know that voice from? And then I looked, and I was like, oh right, yes, duh. <laughs> um, this is this is a, a story about like a guy with mind control powers trying to like mind control this like young girl into loving him yes um, in a way that is like but because it's a kid's show you can't talk about the part where like this is gross it's and like that's that's the point that is the point with the mad hatter he's like there's nothing fun about the mad hatter he's fucking gross yeah he feels way more villainous than like the Joker has felt because yes, like the Joker kills people, whatever, but he's not like a weird mind control rapist who is interested in yeah. this child woman. Right. The way the he's show not... depicts her, it just, it's, uh, even, but even before he's like, you know, full on, like dressed like a cartoon criminal mind controlling people, mm. you know, it's pretty explicit that he's like really into, um, Alice in Wonderland. And so he hired a girl named Alice who kind of looks like her for yes. whatever weird fantasy he has, you know, yeah, which is also super creepy and fucked up. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Yeah. Um, and like, clearly like thing, like the show, the, the show knows that he thinks of her as a possession, yes. but like, it's a kid's show. So you can't say that you just have to like, imply it for all the adults watching basically yes you know well there, there's a bit where batman confronts him and he's like oh you've just turned the you say you love her but you just made her a soulless little doll and i'm like mm-hmm. man this is this is too much for this show this show is too pg for you to bring this kind of like yeah. bad sexual energy in yeah yeah um and yeah i mean yeah like i say like it, Watching this the same week, I watched Cape Fear and Night of the, the yes. Night of the Hunter yeah. for like a third time, which is like movies that, um, you know, Night of the Hunter is so weird in the ways that it very explicitly talks about this sort of stuff, and yes. also very explicitly cannot talk about this sort of stuff. Yes, uh, that's part of why that's like one of the greatest movies ever made, right? That yes, the way it handles yes. that energy, like no one can do that better. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um Night of the <laughs> Night of the Hunter this episode is not, but um it's trying. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the thing is like I really I love, really like this episode, but it I feels really out of place for like what the show is about. Um Yeah. In a different way than like sometimes we talk about. So this show's really goofy. What is Batman doing? Why is he Spider-Man? This is like Batman wandered into a, a much more serious show than he knows how to handle. So at the end of the yes. day, he like punches some mind control guys who have super strength because they're mind controlled, but it never touches on like the nature of Jervis and his weird obsessions. Cause it, Batman literally is a figure in the show who cannot handle this. Yes. Well, and, and, um, the other funny thing about it is that like, it's so dark in this way. And then you'll just smash cut to like, not only are the guys that Batman's punching mind controlled, but they're in, they're not in costumes to make them look like, um, Alice in Wonderland people in the same way that like Joker henchmen are in clown costumes. They're literally in like mascot costumes of like Alice in Wonderland people over their own faces. It's like the the walrus and, um, uh, who's the other one? Yeah, the carpenter. 
yeah, the carpenter, carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, also I just had a moment of like, how did Disney let them get away with this? Because like, um, when you they see don't own the rights to Alice in Wonderland, I know, but when you see Alice in the, um, in the like costume, she just looks exactly like the character from the Disney film in a way that's yeah, like, surely this is copyright infringement in the same way that like you can have Winnie hyphen the poo, but you can't have Winnie the poo. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it's weird. <laughs> it's just a weird episode. I like it a lot. I yes. Mean, <laughs> it's because the thing, uh, this is like kind of beside the point on Batman, but you love Twin Peaks. We can talk about Twin Peaks a little bit. Yeah. I don't want to talk spoilers. We're not going to talk spoilers. But it's no. interesting looking at this as show, this, this like episode in the way that Alice is depicted, the way that like Twin Peaks walks, Twin Peaks walks a lot of fine lines, but it walks a mm-hmm. really fine line with uh, Lucy and Andy on, is it making fun of these characters for being the stupid characters? Right. right? Yeah. But everyone loves them because they're sweet. And the mo- the show is a show that usually fundamentally is about sympathy with like people who are just living their lives, not causing anybody any harm. Um, yes. But yes. it walks right more with Andy than Lucy, but it walks right up to the line with them in a yeah. way that like is weird um, about this sort of thing. Right. Yes. 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 Uh, in the same way that like it often walks the line with like, um, is I can't remember that character's name. Is it Hawk? Like, is this a racist depiction or not? Um, that sort of thing. I <laughs> then you read it, the book it, and you're like, man, Mark Frost always thought this was the most racist shit in the world, <laughs> but not in the not in the way where he's like, oh, it's bad. No, in the way where it's like, this is just what people are. People are yeah, racist. And yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it is. Um. It's also weird to think about. I hadn't like put this in context in my head ever before because I don't think these shows are in conversation at all, but yeah. I hadn't ever thought about the fact that this show starts a year after Twin Peaks finishes, you yeah. know? I don't think um, she gets cast in this role without Twin Peaks existing, right? No, no. D- definitely someone is like, "Hey, um, could we get that girl on Twin Peaks? She has a really like childish voice that I think is going to be right for this person." Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Really sweet. You believe that she's just totally clueless about her boss being a weird creeper. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's um, like... They they do something really similar to this in Gotham with the Riddler. He's like the forensics guy, and he's obsessed with, like, one of the women who works there. But, like, that show's, like you know, a modern people are just like modern adults and it's, it's outrageous that this woman's like not aware that he's this, he's this huge creeper guy until he like straight up murders her. Um, spoilers for like season two of Gotham, I guess. Um, mm. but you're like, why would she, why would she ever like even talk to this guy? He's just the creepiest man who's ever lived. Um, but in this, there's like no, like, I understand why Alice is like this because she just is like a person who sees the good in people. Cause you're writing off Kimmy Robertson's voice, selling the character. Right. And it's so, it's kind of funny in the ways that like um in the animation there's like one one moment where like um Tetch like grabs her hand I think to kiss it um mm-hmm. and she like pulls away yeah. but then um there's a scene later as he's like you know walks her to her door and you know um Kimmy Roberts just totally sells saying like what a odd little man. He's so sweet, you know? <laughs> and like, <laughs> yes. like she seems clueless, even when the animation seems like yes, it's yes, depicting yes. her it's as about, like, get away like, from me. 
is a character, not even a character flaw. She's just like a person who will not, doesn't see the bad in people, right? Yes, yes. So that's why she ends up with like the most Ken doll looking dude who's ever lived. <laughs> well, that was that was the other thing is who is like, um, Bruce Wayne clearly sees Tetch, puts him in the Rolodex of weirdos who might commit crimes. Later sees um the the fiance and is like that's not going to be a criminal that guy's just a normal guy <laughs> square chin <laughs> he's fine <laughs> the most nothing man who's ever existed <laughs> um, uh, it's true that's the worst part is that that's a correct assumption to make in this, the universe of this show <laughs> um Oh, this is the tiniest thing in the world. I thought it was so funny and cute when um, Tetch is like, oh, I've got you in my trap, Batman. And he um, like brings all the walls of the card maze down around Batman. And Batman just jumps up on top of the cards like, you stupid yes. idiot. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the part where he has to have like a death trap really is where like the limits of what Batman can do to interface with these plots really shows up. And it's fine, whatever it's 22 mm-hmm. minutes. You gotta get through it. But um, as we're going through the show, I'm surp- like so much of the noir things that these shows explore just end up like they hit the wall of Batman's got to run and jump and punch and shoot his grapple hook. And yeah. the plots don't support that mostly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, funny because, like, we get later, like, we get into Justice League and, like, the way they use Batman, one, they're using it sparingly because he had that whole show, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that we already run through the Batman plots, but it's much more like Batman's the guy you bring in when you need someone who can just think through a problem and has a solution you don't want to do because it sucks, but he's, he, yeah. he'll do it and he knows what to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, um, the other, like, funny thing about it is the way that, like, so much of this episode is, like, dark and like kind of serious but you know like like we've talked about still for kids all this stuff mm. um and it like impresses upon you a couple times that this is taking place over like two nights basically um yeah. and so it's really fucking funny when on night two uh mad hatter has a theme park uh death traps a whole fucking like costumes for everybody like where did he get those in 24 hours i assume Um, he just took over a pre-existing theme park i assume so got a bunch of rundown theme parks (laughs) it just sort of like it like is a thing that is totally fine in the world of batman and in some ways like this show like just breaks what the world of batman can be i guess you know do you think do you think there's just one theme park and like half of it is like joker themed and half of it's like Alice in wonderland themed and like joker and mad hatter just switch off who's using as their lair every once in a while <laughs> i mean i felt like the the um the harley quinn show poked fun at it in a really good way where like the whole town is divided up into territory based on like, well, this is the territory closest to the ice theme park. So that's Mr. Yes. Freeze's territory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, that sort of shit. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, this show doesn't have <laughs> the sort of capacity to like poke fun at itself in the same way. No, for, um, for good and ill. It just was a yeah. different era, right? The standards just are different. Di- yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, this episode's good. It's just it's just funny to like. I was watching. I'm like, man, like the music and the just general vibe are just so like good at capturing a really creepy thriller about this man 
who like desires this woman to the point where he's like willing to just like eat her up with his like evil magic basically right yeah um, yeah and and <laughs> the person has to solve this is dumbass <laughs> bruce wayne who can't ever talk about this stuff no no oh um, it's good that, that like that that conflict i think is kind of what makes this show like so interesting to me yeah um because you get, you yeah. get shows like the like um the Batman. That's what it's called. The like the like modern from the aughts. That one. Um, yeah, the one. That, and they just read. Yeah. They just redesign the characters and the vibe to fit more like a evil. Everyone's got an evil villain plan, and Batman just goes and like punches someone and saves the day, kind of yeah. stuff. Or Brave and the Bold, which is pulling from different kinds of comics. Where everyone's got a zany plan because it's all like mm-hmm. Silver Age stuff. Yeah, and it's always like knowingly over the top in a way yes. that this show is like goes over the top but doesn't want you to notice all the time yes you know yeah um what was the other thing i was gonna say um i don't remember it wasn't that important um yeah i don't know i don't know if i have a ton ton more about this episode i oh yeah the other thing i was gonna say is that like I feel like I've been, like, kind of poking holes and, like, saying, oh, this episode's so silly and dumb for 20 minutes. But um, it's one of my favorite episodes we've done, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's weird, because, like, I agree that it's kind of silly, but, like, it just has a vibe that just feels different, like. Yeah. Yeah, and it um, totally works, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, this is, like, you know, they wanted this show to feel... Like, you know, like the Fleischer stuff, but they're lifting stories from, like, the 70s comics. This is the one, the first episode they feel like really feels like the 70s comics to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's the real thing, where, like, um, it's still comic booky and still, like, you know, menacing. Um, it's It's good. It's real good. So... Yeah. Um, I had a list of episodes up here somewhere, and I can't find it now. So what do you? What do you? Oh, you want for next time? Yeah, I was just seeing what next time was. Next remember... time we are watching Dreams in Darkness. Oh right, because I always thought that was a good episode. If I remember, it, if I remember it right, uh, which we'll see. But yep, this is a scarecrow episode. Right, that's it. Yeah, I remember liking this one. A lot of scarecrow in the early part of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess weird. we're twenty episodes in. We're not really in the early part anymore, but you know. Yeah. Um, almost thirty. Almost thirty episodes into the show. We are coming up on as much scarecrow as Joker, I think. Yeah. Um uh, the 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 thing does note at the top here, this is the final time Scarecrow's a main villain of an episode of Batman Animated Series. So Oh, is it really? Scarecrow. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they decided to get rid of him, but I guess they do. Um, well, we'll find yeah, out we're next c- time. Oh, sorry. Should we just interrupt no! each other? No, you're good. You're good. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at M underscore being. You can find all of my podcasts at abnormalmapping.com. You should listen to Abnormal Mapping. You can find it at thebestgame.club. We just put out an episode on King of Dragon Pass, which is a very cool game about simulating running an Iron Age tribe, uh, fantasy tribe. Um, and it's not really the type of game we typically play, but I think our episode on it is incredibly good. Um, and people should check that out. Um, yeah, I had a moment today where I was like, oh shit, there's a new episode of Normal Mapping I haven't listened to yet, so I'm excited to get to that. Um, you can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. All of my podcasts are exportodd.io. Um, 
that takes you, you can see all the free feeds, you can see links to those, or if you give us a dollar a month, you can uh, get early access to this podcast, Bag and Book Club, and a bunch of others. Um, and if you give us $5 a month, you can get access to Pop Town Funk, a very silly podcast where sometimes we watch Supernatural and sometimes we read Overwatch comics. Um, so, uh, I think, yeah, Overwatch is our next episode. We haven't done that yet. So, um, look forward to that. Uh, yeah. Um, this episode, this, this show, sorry, comes out every Monday. Uh, we, you get a week early, uh, as Autumn said, by supporting the Patreon. You should do that. Um, the free fee can be found at exportodd.io slash Batman. Um, tell your friends, you know, share episodes you like. Uh, feel free to come into the Abnormal Mapping Discord. You can find that at abnormalmapping.com. We have an export chat where people talk about episodes. You can tell us to read a comic. God damn it, I'm tired of these 30-minute episodes about nothing. Um, <laughs> and we might. No promises. But yeah. Um, it's, you know, that's it. That's all we got. I have nothing else. Um, I'm going to go have, have, have dinner. So, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and until next time, Batman. Batman. <laughs>